What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. And oh, man, I don't know that I have ever seen in my history of watching football a game end like that. I don't know that I've ever seen it. The, the Cowboys are coming back at the end of the game and inexplicably they run the ball with no timeouts and they, they run out of time and the game ends. I have never in my life, excuse me, seen a playoff game end like that. A playoff game? That's insanity. That is Mike McCarthy just absolutely losing his mind. Neither team wanted to win this game. Neither team wanted to win it. I mean, the 49ers, first of all, I think they got screwed on that Debo Samuel play where the replay was overturned. Nonetheless, they go to do the QB sneak. They get cute with this shift. Jimmy Garoppolo screws the, the snap count up, hikes it too soon before Trent Williams is set, and then they get a penalty and they have to punt it. I mean, nobody wanted to win this game. That's unbelievable. I've never seen a playoff game like that before in my life. I've never seen a playoff game end like that. Why would you run it if you're Mike McCarthy? Why would you do that? I'm stunned. I am stunned. Before we get officially rolling here, well, I shouldn't say officially rolling, but deep into this thing, let me remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Um, we are putting out a ton of content. We've had our greatest year ever. So please, please, please subscribe. Smash the follow button on the YouTube page here. We are going to get to all of your questions and comments. But right now, I'm just reacting. And by the way, for anyone that doesn't know, and they did a great job uh, of this on the broadcast, you can't, the, the official has to touch the ball between plays. So the Cowboys can't just get up to the line and run another play because the official is the one that has to spot the ball. They tried to run up and run a play, but the official hadn't gotten there yet. So he has to spot the ball. Then the Cowboys can run the play. That's what happened. And they ran out of time. Super chat here from Jason. Fortune favors horrible quarterbacks. I mean, look, we're going to get into all of that. Um, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo did every single thing he could to lose this game. But let's just enjoy right now for the, for the one second. 49ers are going to Wisconsin, baby. They are going to Wisconsin. And it doesn't matter that it was ugly. And it doesn't matter that, you know, in the second half, the 49ers offense basically did nothing. A win is a win is a win. And we are in the playoffs now. So you take it and you run because it's survive in advance time. That's all it is. And it, so that's where we are with the 49ers. Let's just take a deep breath. And let's just enjoy it. Go 49ers go. We got another super chat. Bay Marin. Brain farts, brain farts everywhere. Yes, that is exactly what happened. I mean, first of all, just for the Cowboys in general, they had 14 penalties in this game for 89 yards. That's a Cowboys franchise record. No Cowboys team has ever had more penalties than they had today. And let me tell you, the 49ers needed every single one of them. Niners themselves had nine penalties for 58 yards. But man. McCarthy gonna McCarthy. That's all I'll say. I've called him a potato as a head coach, and I totally believe that he is. Absolutely horrible. I love this comment from Josh Delgado. How much older is everyone after that game? Yeah, 
I feel about 50 years old. Whew, man. I, I mean, how many times have we seen this script, right? We have seen games like this from the 49ers, especially big games. And what happens? They come out and they are on fire, right? The offense is rolling. The 49ers on that opening drive, they looked awesome right down the field. Seven plays, 75 yards. They had four straight plays, gained 10 plus yards. And the only reason that streak stopped was because they gained less than 10 yards to get a touchdown. The Niners offense was rolling, but what happens? The defense comes out hot. They are stuffing the Cowboys. The Cowboys don't do anything. Punt, three plays, minus 13 yards for the Cowboys. Punt, five plays, 10 yards. Punt. Defense is doing great, but the 49ers can't get in the end zone again. They scored on every one of their meaningful first half possessions, but they only got the one touchdown. And what have we seen? Your defense can only play great for so long before they eventually come back down to earth a little bit. And that's what happened with the 49ers defense. And this game got tighter and tighter and tighter as we've gone along in the second half. Here are the 49ers possessions in the second half. Punt, touchdown, punt, interception, punt, punt. So they basically did almost nothing save for the touchdown after the interception, the interception by Kwan Williams and the Debo run for the touchdown. That was that saved them because that's all they did in the second half of this game. I want to give massive, massive, massive credit to the 49ers defense. Massive credit. They were awesome in this game to only give up 17 points to the highest. Uh, excuse me. The offense that had the most yards in the entire league. That's incredible especially when they lose Nick Bosa in the second quarter and they lose Fred Warner late in the game as well. Their two best defensive players go down and they still stop the Cowboys. Massive, massive job to the defense in this game, who, by the way, and I've been trying to hold off, the defense bailed out Jimmy Garoppolo in a huge way. I mean, Jimmy G did everything he could to lose this game for the 49ers everything he could but i'm trying to stay positive i'm trying to stay upbeat here we won the game 23 17 baby we are going to lambeau field and we're gonna stick it in the packers faces when we get there all right i got levin black is gonna join us unfortunately he just told me that his daughter is a little sick right now so he's gonna be a little late let's get to as many of your questions and comments as i can uh again i'm gonna try and follow along what what people are saying in the post game I mean, that was, we were bordering on an epic meltdown by the 49ers. Epic meltdown, right? That's going to go on Kyle Shanahan's coaching tombstone. But they pulled it out. And I don't know how the hell they overturned that Debo Samuel play. I mean, give me a break. They have a, a replay that definitively shows that Debo was six inches further behind than where they had originally spotted the ball. I mean, give me a break. Man. And I love this comment. Keychan watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Can we have the offense show up for four quarters? No. This is why the 49ers were a six seed, right? They have yet to put together four consistent great quarters all season long. Now, fortunately, when they're really, really good and rolling, you sometimes that's just so good that the 49ers win the game. And that was the case here, basically, in this one with a great defensive effort. But no, the 49ers have not been able to put together four good quarters all game long. That's something that uh, Kyle Posey talked about on the Shanna plan on Wednesday of this week. He said the perception of the 49ers is off because they never put together four quarters. So people don't think they're as good as they are. Well, it turns out that's exactly what they are. It's just they they're not as good. 
as they could be if they put together four complete quarters. Levin Black is with us. What's up, Levin? How are you feeling after that game? Have you ever, ever seen a playoff game end when a team has no timeouts? There's, what was it, 14 seconds left, and they run the ball with a quarterback keeper? I don't get that call at all. Like, what was the point of the quarterback keeper? I, I don't understand what the point of it was. You were already in a single throw range. Like you're at what around the 40 Dak can throw 40 yards. Like what you want to run the ball so that you can open up the playbook and get a few extra plays in there to run from the 25. Instead, it, it was a weird call, weird ending to that game. I got to be honest. Like my mind is still jumbled because it wasn't just the game was crazy at the end, but uh, my life mirrored the freaking game. Because uh, at halftime, I left work, drove home in a snowstorm. We're supposed to get a foot of snow. Oh, jeez. I get home, watching the game. You know, Niners are imploding. I get home. Shortly after I get home, Jimmy throws the interception. And then, you know, playing with my kid while watching the game. Uh, it's about her bedtime. And suddenly she decides to puke for the first time in her oh, life. Oh, no. Like, literally while I'm on the floor with her. Half of it's on me. She was laying down on the floor, so it was like just sitting in her mouth and I had to like get her up quick to get it out of her mouth. And it was all over me. My wife runs her upstairs. We run, I'm literally watching that second to last Cowboys drive where they didn't get the fourth down while giving <laughs> my kid a bath, <laughs> like watching it on my phone and getting her ready for bed. Wow. It, Look at yeah, you. Yeah, It was, uh, let's just say that fourth quarter, my life was just as hectic as that fourth quarter. <laughs> so I haven't been able to process I mean, anything because the game ended and I wouldn't put her to bed and I just walked in here. Like, so. I want to know, I want to hear what Kyle Shanahan says after this one. Like, what, what, what is the possible explanation for what the Cowboys did? And I said it. Nobody wanted to win this game. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo came up about as small in this game as you possibly could have. But the Cowboys just kept giving it back to the 49ers. Yeah. And eventually, like, you can't give a team that many chances to win. And eventually, the Niners finally took advantage. I mean, let's put it this way. The Cowboys offense, with all that firepower that they have, only put up that many points when Boza was out. Um, what Willis got hurt, Warner got hurt. Warner, like for them to not get to 20 points is inexcusable for that offense. And I think it's a legitimate question now because there were kind of hints at it. I think with the way this game ended. I'm not sure McCarthy's still there because Kellen Moore is like ready for promotion. You know, Jerry Jones doesn't want to lose him. I think if anybody decides they want to interview Kellen Moore for a head coaching job, Jerry Jones pulls the trigger on getting rid of McCarthy. Like the way this game ended, all the mental mistakes the Cowboys made, all those penalties, it you know, those are normally things that a lot of times coaches get blamed for when it's consistent and it's everybody doing it. You know what I mean? Like I don't, think McCarthy deserves to be fired, but I also understand Jerry Jones's position if he does it because he doesn't want to lose Kellen Moore, who he's, you know, basically bred to be the future of the franchise as a coach. All right. All right. This isn't a Cowboys podcast. I know. This I know. But it is a big story. Podcast. I mean, I don't want to be negative here because the 49ers won the game, but man, <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was bad. In this game. Second he half, he bad. fell like, apart. First half, he was okay. He missed a few throws. Could have been better. Second half, he was straight up garbage. Like, terrible quarterback playing. Like, not even starter worthy. The worth only play. way the 49er that this game is even close is if Jimmy Garoppolo right. turns the ball over. 
And of course, he turns the ball over. It's second and 10 at the 44-yard line. The Niners are actually moving the ball. And Jimmy's rolling out, and he tries to make a play, and he misses so badly that it's that it's intercepted. Like, dude, just throw it away. Just throw the ball away. If you're not a billion percent sure that you can protect that football, you throw it away, and you take your chances on third and 10. I don't think it's a throwaway situation. It's just your quarterback needs to be able to make a throw like that. Your quarterback shouldn't completely and utterly miss a wide open receiver just because he's running like that. That's that's the bottom line. The receiver was open. You need your quarterback to make plays like that. You, your quarterback should make that throw, but he th- you just can't be that terrible at it like that. That's garbage. Then Shanahan dials up the Jimmy gimme for him yeah. to George Kittle and Jimmy's throw is so bad that Kittle can't even catch it. And thank God it was that right. bad because if Kittle had caught it, it would have been a fumble and the Cowboys right. would have had the ball back. If it was a better throw, throw. Kittle was... gets the corner and probably has a first down. He was hideous. He was hideously bad. Not to mention missing a wide open yeah. Brandon Ayuk. Like the Cowboys punter hits wide open receivers better than the 49ers. And don't think I forgot about you, Richard Hightower. Yeah. How, how does I that guy still have a job? Like, I'm not big. He should on be fired calling, before right. he gets on the bus. I'm not big on calling for people's jobs, especially coaching. Like it, it takes something legitimate for me to make that call in the middle of a season. I should say um, Hightower. He should have been fired a long time ago. Should have been fired going into the bye week. <laughs> this special teams unit. I tweeted it and somebody will have to find another one before I believe you and have stats to back it up before you can tell me there has been a worse special teams unit performance season long than this current unit because the punting has been terrible at times. The kicking has been terrible at times and the coverage units and return units have been horrendously bad. Like kicking and punting overall for the season have been decent. They haven't been great. They haven't been terrible, but the kick return, the punt return and the coverages for those two on the other side where they're, they're covering to try to stop a return have been horrid. Like not not just bad, they have been as bad as you could possibly be. I have literally been saying what for the whole second half of the season, just don't return anything. Stop trying yep. to return anything. And then that's what the second time they've given up a big fake punt first down and in the season. By like, the way, ridiculous. As Merrill Klein points out, guess who gave it up? Josh freaking Norman. Yep. Like stunner you like you you cannot put him out on the field like that's how bad he is he's a liability no matter where he is out there you have to be playing the fake punt there it was 23 what was it 23 to 7 at that point right. just into the fourth quarter well that like, and Dak is was mad that they didn't go for the fourth down on their last drive right. and was petitioning to go for it again this time so you got to think well you're really going to not go for this here, or are you just trying to fake it? Like that should at least be a thought in your mind. Not, and then the other special teams issue where they rushed the punt and they not, they hit the mm-hmm. punter and then, and then luckily it ended up, I mean, it cost the Niners field position, but the Niners D had to make another stop. Like the special teams in this game. That's what he said. The 49ers did everything they could to lose a playoff right. game. You are not supposed to win a playoff game when you play like the 49ers did, but this is the best part. They won. <laughs> like, we get another chance at this. Well, they won a game where Garoppolo played really badly and special right. teams played really badly. Like, this is a game that should have been a blowout. So, 
it's kind of one of those things where if you look on the bright side, they played a really bad game and still won against a playoff opponent on the road. So that exactly. seems to be a, a good omen going forward because J- Jimmy's probably not going to be as bad as he was in this game. And your special teams probably won't be as bad as it was in this game. That being said, I know we'll probably talk more in depth about next week uh, later, but boy, Warner and Boza need to be back. I mean, you're going to go up against Aaron Rodgers without those guys. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, this comment from Nick Ellard, I put it up here for a reason. I don't agree with this yeah. playoff win. That feels like a loss. There are no playoff wins that feel like a loss. That's not possible. Not when it's win or go home. Right. Like, no, 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 no. Because a loss, I mean, you lose and your season is over. You, you can't say it's a win that feels like a loss. I totally disagree with that. This is the game that will linger too. I think because you're going to be able to, for years to come, bring up refereeing and spotting the ball to Cowboys fans and instantly get under their skin. You know what I mean? Like it's one of these games that's going to have some legs to it because, you know, it, it's almost like the, uh, uh, the Minnesota miracle, I forget what they called it, but uh, you know, Minneapolis. Yeah. Minneapolis miracle. You, you bring that up to saints fans, they get mad. You get, you bring up the uh, completely bogus non-pass interference call against the saints. They get pissed instantly. I think it's going to be one of those games, even though the ref was not in the wrong. Like the ref no. has to get to the ball and the offensive line is blocking him. And if the ref is less eager to get through their line, they run out of time anyway. So the ref did all he could. So it's not a mistake, but it's still something like if I was Cowboy fans, I, I would be frustrated. Like the game ends that way. Like that's such, they're at such a high at that point, such a climax. And then it ends because of a referee thing. Dude, that is as bad a way for your season to end. And this is a tweet from my guy, Pete uh, Pete D, who works at NBC. I still can't say his last name. Uh, he produces the Chris Sims podcast. Cowboys fans are mad because a 50-year-old man couldn't run a 40-yard dash and knife through your offensive line at lightning speed to make up for their quarterback's dumb decision. I don't know if it was Dak's decision or whose call it was, but to blame the official there, first of all, I mean, the Cowboys shot themselves in the foot again and again yeah. and again today. So to pin it on the ref at the end, but that was the right decision. The ref has to touch the ball between plays like that's it. And so to even put the ref in a position to end your season like that is on the Cowboys. It's not on the well, officials. So I don't want to hear any whining from Cowboys fans. Right. It gets back to what I was saying when I first came on, what was the point of that call? You have 40 yards to the end zone. You can make a throw <laughs> 40 yards to the end zone. No problem. So running your quarterback up the gut does what for you? You, you want to have a couple of extra plays that are possible. You want to open up your playbook a little bit. Like, what's the point? You might as well take two shots. Like, that's what they should have done. Take two shots at the end zone. I, I just don't get it. Maybe they even get three. I, I forget what down it was when he did that scramble. But I think, was it, wasn't it second down? So they could have done a second, third, and fourth down. With 14 seconds, you can probably get three shots at the end zone into the from the 40. Yeah, it was second and one right. with 14 seconds. Right, so you could have gotten three <laughs> shots at the end zone. Instead, you run it with the hope. Like, there's the chance yep. Dak doesn't even gain yards. So your hope is that he gets 15 yards and he, you have a twenty. You have one shot for 25 yards. Would you rather have one shot for 25 yards or have three shots from 40 yards? Michael Garner watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. We finally got <laughs> blessed by the football gods. I mean, we've had some crazy luck this year but that was i mean of all the ways 
that you could have told me that this game was going to end. If you had said the Cowboys are going to run the ball with 14 seconds left and no timeouts, I would have told you, I would have bet all the money in the world, all the money that I will ever have, that that is not how this game was going to end. And yet here we are. It is amazing to me that the 49ers are moving on. Like I, the more I look at it, I mean, ever all the warts came out for the 49ers right. in this game, right? But other we than the about defense, Jimmy. the defense played That's a hell true. of a game. Yes. No pass interference penalties by the defense. Did CeeDee Lamb not have a single he catch? One. He had one catch for 21 yards. He was yards. limping uh, towards the end of the game, though. Like uh, that yeah. one catch he limped after. So I don't know if he's yeah, 100% right or not. But so you had the, the bad Jimmy Garoppolo. You had turnovers on offense. You had Kyle Shanahan continuing to turtle up again and again in this game when he has a chance to step on a team. To, I hate using this expression, but I'm going to use it because I can't think of anything better right now. To go for the throat, he never does it. He always is content. He's always happy. Let me just take a field goal. Let me just, you know, we'll just go into the halftime with a field goal. Like, no, he did it again and again and again, and it almost cost them in this game. But thank God the Cowboys are bigger idiots. And so the 49ers move on. Like, oh, everything that bad that could happen for the Niners pretty much happened in this game, and they still won. That's amazing. I, I was torn on when they took the field goal. Like, I could see going for it. I can see taking the field goal going up 13-0. You know, it makes it two touchdowns. I, I think that was big. Um, but, or was it six? It was six to make it 16-7. That's what it was. When he took that field goal on a fourth and, what was it, one? Well, there was a fourth and six field goal that Gold made 52 yards. That made it 16-7. to okay. There was the one that they were talking about where he didn't necessarily need need to take the field goal, but... The I don't, field goal before I, was fourth and yeah, one. Yeah, I, I wasn't necessarily against any of those. I think the points were important. Um, but one thing that I will say, it, it worked out in the end, but what the hell was that QB sneak call? You don't need to get cute. You need one inch, and you have the best quarterback, I think, now in the league for QB sneaking. Um, That's on Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not on Trent Williams. No, it's on the coach. Dude, why, you why, why, are you, why are you motioning your left tackle? You don't need to get cute. Don't make that cute call. Don't make that false start a possibility. Just let your quarterback go up and line it because one of the things that's key to them QB sneaking is snapping the ball right when they want it, right when they think they see the gap they want. So don't motion anybody. Like, why are you getting cute? Everybody knows what the play call is. Nobody's thinking you're going to try a power run to the right side because you motion Trent Williams. You need one inch to seal the deal. You're not running the ball with your running back. Your QB sneaking it. Like, what, what was the point of that? In the end, grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal because the Niners won. But I, I just, I was sitting there going, why the hell are you sending somebody in motion when the whole thing about being successful on the QB sneak is Jimmy timing the snap perfectly so that he can get that little bit of momentum? You're right. But at the same time, you have to have faith that your professional quarterback is going to look at his players, especially when there's a shift like that. And wait until everybody's settled. Like, it's crazy to me that they screwed that up. Uh, Post-game quotes are coming in. Here's Kyle on Jimmy Garoppolo. Quote, I thought he played real good in the first half, and I thought he made some real good plays in the second half, too. But obviously, that pick you'd like to have back and that miss on third down. Like, yeah, if you take away all his bad plays, sure, he played okay. I mean, God, Kyle loves to praise his guys publicly. Like Joe Staley told us this week, praises them publicly, pounds them privately and i'm sure he's going to crush jimmy garoppolo for those plays uh but again like i can't 
I'm I'm frustrated, but at the same time, like we won the playoff game. So what? Let's just keep on this friggin' roller coaster, man. Right, I I, I got to bring something up because with that oh, with that ending, I kind of forgot about it, and I don't like to be critical of uh, announcers. It's what I went to school for. I know it's much more difficult than it seems uh, on uh, watching it on TV, but. I, I wanted to reach through the TV when the sideline reporter said Joey Bosa, oh, Joey. not once, but twice, literally said or talked about Nick Bosa twice during the game and both times called him Joey. Come on. That that stuff just gets under my skin to begin with. I know, but like, like it's understandable really once. On that right now. How the heck do you do it a second time? Because I guarantee the first time it happened, the moment she was off, uh, her mic was cut out. The guys in the truck are telling her, hey, it's Nick Boza. Make sure you say Nick Boza next time. And then she said Joey Boza again. And I think that's I the mean, fourth time this season I've heard an announcer refer to him as Joey Boza. It's just annoying. It's just one of those little things that drives me nuts. Uh, I just saw somebody, John Taylor Sr. Blah, blah, blah. They won't stop bitching. When you have actually coached or played at that level, I'll listen. Until then, you have no clue. Well, John, I'm pretty sure I have a clue that the quarterback is supposed to wait till everyone's settled to snap the ball. I don't think you need an advanced degree in football to figure that out. I don't think you need an advanced degree to figure out that when Brandon Ayuk is open by 50 damn yards, your quarterback should be able to hit him. I don't think I need to have played to know that. I'm sorry. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe there is some football mysticism secret that I don't understand but I'm pretty sure when the guy's open, the professional quarterback who makes $26 million is supposed to be able to hit him. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm missing something. Please, John, tell me. Uh, I got I got a different take on this. If you think you have to play or coach at the level for you to listen, uh, why are you watching? Like, we, we don't sit here and pretend we're players or coaches. <laughs> right. like, I never pretend I when played. When you started watching, you knew what you were getting into. Like, I got Whatever. I, I always find those comments funny. Oh, because now we're saying stuff you don't like, you're going to try to pull that card. Right. Mr. Kibb, thanks for the super chat. Love the win against Dallas, but this feels more like a loss with how bad we played crazy emotions on this. They didn't play bad the whole game. Give it a few hours. That's the, they, they didn't play bad. I mean, they came out in this game, and oh, my God. They went right down the field, stuffed it into the end zone. And then the defense, the defense comes out like a house of fire. Incredible job by them. They did so well for so many portions of this game. It was just the second half where the offense kind of messed it up. Like the defense played great the whole time. The defense literally just manhandled the Cowboys offense. They out physical them, which is, yeah, simplifying it. But in the end, that's what they did. They absolutely dominated that line of scrimmage mm-hmm. against an all-time great offensive line. Like when we talked to Joe Staley earlier last week about this matchup, that was one of the matchups I brought up, and he said he was excited for it because you have uh, most likely multiple Hall of Famers on that Cowboys defense or offensive line. And the Niners' defensive line, even when they lost Nick Boza, dominated them. Like that to me the is the overall storyline. Like that, that's overall overall what won this game was the fact that that defensive line, even without Nick Boza, continued to yep. dominate the line of scrimmage. The Cowboys could not get a run game going, and even when Dak passed the ball, he was almost always throwing it under duress. Almost every single one of his passes was under duress. Yes. And that's a you're right. That's a massive, massive game ball to the defensive line. And maybe we could uh we could start to go there. 
to lose your best player and not get deflated like that, huge credit to the 49ers offensive line. It's a credit to Chris Kacarek, the defensive line coach. They were amazing. They have to be amazing every single week, and they absolutely lived up to the billing. And I'm going to eat a little crow because I'm going to give out a game ball, and I'm going to give it to Robbie Gold. I crushed Robbie Gold all throughout the season. He had some bad play, some bad kicks. But you know what? He came up huge last week having to fill in as a freaking punter. And he came up huge this week with multiple field goals over 50 yards. He was great last week. He was great today. He's a huge part of this win with how many field goals the 49ers settled for. Three of three on the day. 11 points total on the day for Robbie Gold. He gets a game ball. He stuffed it in my face today. And I I have no choice but to admit it. Well, if I have to pick a game ball, I would like to give it to the whole defensive line. If you're going to make me pick one player, I think Eric Armstead routinely was causing problems from that defensive line. Um, but really, it was the whole defensive line. I, I don't even think anybody individually had two sacks. It was just a whole bunch of basically team sacks where multiple guys were getting through and causing pressure. Uh, DJ Jones, I think he had the best single sack. That uh, one where he came through and Dak started to get away and he was able to hang on and get him down. That is the type of backbreaking play that a lot of times Dak makes. He escapes pressure from up the middle, gets outside yep. and makes a deep ball throw to Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb or somebody like that and chain basically flips it from a huge loss to a massive gain where they gain all this momentum. But instead, DJ Jones got him down. And that that's another part of what I think the defensive line did well. Like Dak yep. did not get scrambles in this game. He did not get away from that defensive line. Well, he got one scramble. Well, yeah. <laughs> a design um, scramble and absolutely right. nobody thinks they should be doing it. Um, I want to get to the super chat, but I have a point about that. Andrew Marquez, stop John Taylor Sr. This will be another win given to Jimmy Woodhaves onto Lambeau and Rogers in the last game in green. Sweet, sweet revenge. Let's not skip ahead here. Let's not get cocky. Um, but that three-play sequence you talk about was an absolutely amazing turnaround for the 49ers led to their only touchdown in the second half. So you get you get the sack from Jones. Uh I'm sorry, I'm I'm having trouble finding it now. Where the heck is it? Here it is. Okay. I apologize. You get the sack minus 13 yards. The next play is the Dak interception to Kwan Williams, which was a hell of a catch by Kwan Williams. And then the play after that is the Debo Samuel touchdown. The Niners only touchdown in the second half of this game. Like those three plays shifted the entire course of everything. It was massive, massive for the 49ers. And it starts with the defensive line. And and really, you can just talk about the line of scrimmage in general, because the Niners got five sacks. The Cowboys didn't get a single sack. Like the Niners offensive line did quite well, too, especially in pass blocking. Run blocking was a little shaky. A lot of that was I think they were trying these pitch plays to get to the outside and the Cowboys defensive speed just doesn't work. They're going to chase you down, kind of like how the Niners are on defense with their linebackers. But that offensive line didn't give up a single sack. And I think Jimmy had uh, close to 30 passes, and they ran the ball a lot. And they ended up, I mean, if you count the Debo rushing, they ran quite well. Um, so really, the, the Niners just dominated in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And that almost always leads to a victory. J.R. Fultz on the <laughs> Niners Nation YouTube page. Third and Juwan. You know what? You're right. Juwan Jennings. He is stepping up in a big way. He's becoming a third down target for the Niners. Three catches for 29 yards. I believe all three of those were for first downs. 
So Jawan Jennings has a clear role in this offense. It's great to see him stepping up. And look, he is, as Joe Staley told us, he's what they wanted Jalen Hurd to be. He is developing. He's physical. He blocks the hell out of people. He's, you know, he has a little swagger to him too. Jawan Jennings is stepping up in a big way. He absolutely deserves the game ball. That's a good call by you, JR. He's kind of like a mix between Kendrick Bourne and what Jalen Hurd was supposed to be. He's bigger than Kendrick Bourne. He's more physical than Kendrick Bourne, but he also brings that uh, kind of like keeping a light, keeping everybody kind of um, together. You know how Kendrick Bourne, he was always dancing, kind of making it yep. less serious. I, I don't know how to put it because he, he wasn't goofing off. He's just lightening the right, mood. Lightening the mood, keeping the team from getting too serious and that that's kind of important. And I think he brings that, but he also has this fire to him and this physicality that, you know, Kendrick Bourne's not a small receiver, but it, it, it's different with Jennings. Can I give one more game ball today? And that is to Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely gets a game ball. I want to thank you, Mike McCarthy, for having one of the most undisciplined teams in the entire league. Again, franchise record for the Dallas Cowboys and penalties in this game in the the history of the Cowboys, 14 penalties in the game, some of which were massive. And I got to give a shout out to my guy, RJ Ochoa from the blog and the boys podcast network, the Cowboys community here. He tweeted before kickoff. Just want to say before this game kicks off, my friends stats and Kyle Posey have both openly doubted Mike McCarthy as the Dallas Cowboys head coach and are now about to get what they asked for. And as I responded to him before the game kicked off, that's 100% true. And guess what? It's 100% true because Mike McCarthy absolutely deserves a game ball for some of his crazy bonehead decisions. And if the 49ers were playing any other team in the playoffs with the way they play today, I don't know that they win, but they weren't. They were playing this team with that coach, and we're going to Green Bay. Can I just say, uh, I just clicked over to Twitter, and top of the list of what's happening right now is Josh Morning. Norman is trending because 49er fans take aim at cornerback Josh Norman's defensive coverage. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the dude's in special teams and he can't even do it. He's not even disciplined enough for special teams. He can't be on the field. Uh, M. Kibb, thanks for the super chat. Where's Ambry Thomas game ball? He's balling. Ambry Thomas, you know what? We didn't say Ambry Thomas's name that much today, and that's a really good thing when you're a corner. His last two games, he's been a lockdown. Just put it that way. His last two games, he's been a lockdown, and he's had some – Big matchups in the last two games where he's had to face some of the top receivers in the league and he's handled it. He, like, when he played that first game and everybody was down on him, I thought, hey, he's at least in the right position. I never thought he was going to rebound at this. Like, he's a legit starting cornerback yeah. right now based on what you've seen. He He's really come on, uh, kind of takes the pressure <laughs> off of that draft, not contributing anything. Um, yep. the, you know, we hammered that early in the season. Seems like some of the guys have come around and Ambry Thomas very welcome sign because he fills what would have been a huge hole. Like do the Niners win if it's still Josh Norman out there? No, hell no. Hell no. How about this from Mike McCarthy after the game? I thought the officials would let these teams play today. That's for them to answer. Like, dude, you led the league in penalties this year. You can't blame the officials. Half your penalties were for lining up, lining up in the neutral zone you ran the ball with 14 seconds left and no timeouts. I, 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 I don't want to hear They had two the defensive holdings on the linemen. I don't think I've ever seen a defensive yeah, holding a on linemen. And there were two of them, which is just crazy, which Gregory was constantly 
pushing the envelope. Like there's that play where Debo's down, the whistle blows, and then he punches him in the back. Like, I don't know if you yeah. saw that, but he like, it was like well after the play. It wasn't like a closed fish punch, but it was a legitimate hit to the back for no reason, just swinging his arm. And I, I know Debo stood up and chirped at him for it, but like their defensive line didn't play with discipline. Gregory was the one that lined up in the neutral zone twice. Kyle Shanahan talking about the fourth down sneak that the Niners screwed up. Quote, I was going to struggle to answer that if we lost. Like, hes I don't know if he said Jimmy got excited or if Mayoko was just typing this to type it, but it says Jimmy Garoppolo got a little too eager because he saw the opening for the QB sneak. So I don't know if Kyle said that or if Mayoko is adding it, but here's the thing. Jimmy also has said when he sees a wide open receiver like that, he gets excited and misses the throw. Like, you can't have a quarterback that wets himself when good things are about to happen. Like, come on, man. Uh, I'm, I'm so frustrated by the whole Jimmy thing, but man. Oh, I love this comment. Adrian Millett on the Facebook page. Let's limit Jimmy to eight attempts next week against Green Bay, just like 2019. <laughs> Amen. Amen, Adrian. I'll take that. When is that game? Do I we will know, take Have they that. decided yet? No, I don't know if it's... I, I, don't, I don't know, know if that's up is. in the air, and it kind of depends on what networks pick what games. That's probably what determines it, but I'd like to know when the heck the game is. By the way, I just want to give a shout out really quick. Blanton125 on the YouTube page. Rob, thanks for the bets. I went off this week. No, no, no. Do not thank me. I had very little to do with that. I think you need to thank Michelle Maju from the Gold Diggers podcast. She hooked you up this week. Unbelievable week from her. She gave you five best bets. Debo Samuel, over 28 and a half rushing yards. Bam. He had 72 in this game. Yay. Elijah Mitchell, over 78 and a half rushing yards. He had 96. We hit it again. Longest reception for Debo was 25 and a half. Ayuk was 21 and a half. Ayuk hit it. Debo didn't. So you did lose one of those bets. Ezekiel Elliott, under 51 and a half rushing yards. Zeke had 31 rushing yards in the game. And Dalton Schultz, over 41 and a half receiving yards. Guess what? Schultz led the Cowboys with 89 yards. We gave you five bets. Michelle gave you five bets, and she hit on four of them. Huge week by Michelle. That's why you need to listen to the Gold Diggers podcast on Fridays. I had a pretty good week. I, I only bet come playoff time. I had, I don't know. It, it's something ingrained in me from being a journalist. Like, I don't bet. I I want to, but I just don't let myself go there. Big J journalist, Levin Black. Yeah, it's just one of those things I've never been able to break myself of. But in playoffs, I always give myself like 100 bucks and have bet on weird crap and have some fun. Is and there... I had a, I had a pretty good day. I hit, I hit a four, four time parlay in the bucks game on a bunch nice. of overs. And uh, I bet Gronk's under on yards. And uh, I bet is over that. I, I will say but the one the... bet that's disappointing. I did a parlay bet that uh, Mitchell would have a touchdown. The Niners would win and he would have a hundred yards. He had 96 oh, he yards. Lost by four yards. <laughs> Uh, I will say, is there any better feeling in the world than your team winning a playoff game and you winning bets on the same day? <laughs> like whether they're on that game or not, like that is, that's a 10 right there. Um, I, I'll take a Super Bowl win. I don't really know what that feels well, like. So, well, we're on the way. We're on our it's way, possible. man. I mean, this, it's this team when they show up, I, I think they go to the Super Bowl. Problem is, is that they have weeks where they don't show up and you're just left scratching your head at what are they doing? I don't, I don't get it. And you just got to hope that they can put together four straight weeks where they don't have a week like that. Jason Tillman on the Niners nation Facebook page. You were right about Wilson. 
he almost had a caught a dagger. That's totally true. I was worried that Cedric Wilson would have a big catch in this game because I thought all the attention would go to Cooper and Lamb, and he almost did. Dak scrambled out and threw it downfield, and he missed it by. I mean, it was close. Dak was off that in this game when he when he was forced to move. He wasn't accurate. If you if the 49ers had lost, we would have said your $26 million a year quarterback has to be better than this. Right. Well, guess what? Dak got a hell of a lot more than that. Dak got the bag, and he was 23 of 43 for 254 yards with a touchdown and an interception. I mean, he if I'm a Cowboys fan, I am livid at Dak Prescott, among many others. But your quarterback has to do better than that, and that's a credit to the 49ers defense. I mean, damn. They didn't have their two best players in crunch time, and they still got it done. If you're still screaming at D'Amico Ryans and criticizing D'Amico Ryans, you got to shut up today. Like, you you cannot speak today. And uh, kudos to Stefan Diggs. He can go back to Buffalo now. <laughs> yeah, so he won his playoff game and then flew uh, I under- to yeah. Dallas. I understand why he was there to support his brother, but when I saw that, I was like, yeah. hey, get, get out of here. Like, go away. So – I know that, you know, we're going to have plenty of time to preview the game next week. Um, it is a game that decides a lineage, I think. Explain. Aaron Rodgers. If he loses that game, he, he will always be a quarterback that could have been the best ever, but only won one Super Bowl. And if yeah. he wins that game, it's him exercising some of his demons. And I think they are the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl if they win that game. Because he's not beating the Niners in the playoffs. He he can he's gotta get that's kind of like the monkey on his back. Is the Niners have always beaten him. So I'll just say this before we get to that. Eddie Eddie V on the super chat. Such a great feeling beating the Cowboys. I said before this game that if the Niners somehow go on a Super Bowl run, there is no more satisfying road than beating the Cowboys and the Packers on the way to the Super Bowl. Like that would be incredible. Oh, it's not just that. The road to the Super Bowl are Cowboys. Packers, and then it's either going to be the Brady Jimmy game or it's going to be a divisional opponent in the Rams or Cardinals. Like it is, if the Niners get to the Super Bowl, it means they beat three what you would consider rivals. I mean, Bucks, you you can say they're not a rival, but that Jimmy Brady thing is a rivalry. You beat Brady. When you beat Brady, like you can, yeah. So, but if the 49ers play next week against the Packers, like they played today, there's no chance. Not only are they not going to win, they might get blown out because especially not knowing the status of Bosa and Warner, who well, they did say, honest, I don't know if you caught that. They did say right prior to that final drive, the Bosa was cleared and may get back into the game. So I think Bosa should be good. Bosa? Yeah. They literally said that. Are you saying Warner? I'm pretty sure they said Warner was looking like he was going to go back. And both had a concussion. Right. I thought they said Boza at the end, but maybe maybe it was Warner. That was when I was dealing no, with I'm all the I'm pretty sure it stuff. was Warner. <laughs> I think it was Warner. Um, understandable. Look, when throw up is, you know, when throw up is out there, you, you, you sometimes you lose accuracy It wasn't just here. throw up. It was literally her laying down and throwing up onto herself everywhere. And it's the first time she's yeah, ever thrown up. But yeah, it, it was totally like, cool. I mean. Michael Halsey, thanks for the super chat. F Dallas, F Rogers. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I appreciate you willing to spend your hard-earned money to say that. Um, and I saw somebody, Chris Maldonado, threw this out there. Cold weather and bad thumb most definitely need to run, run, run that ball. I don't want to hear about Jimmy's thumb. Jimmy was not on the injury report before this game. So enough with that. Enough with that. He doesn't get any excuses. I don't want to hear about that. Sit him in front of that damn jet heater they got and let him uh, let him heat up. I did. But, I did see him uh, kind of grabbing at that hand a couple of times after he got hit. 
it seems like he probably is dealing with pain. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Oof. If it's a Sunday night game, it is going to be a cold game. I, I'm looking at the, the extended forecast, you know. Sunday, as of now, is a high of 11 and a low of negative 3. Oh, man. So if it's a night game, it means it's going to be pushing that zero border. It might be a negative uh, game, which I think there's only ever been one playoff or maybe two playoff games that have actually had negative temps. So uh, here's something from Tim Kawakami, if you're wondering about scheduling. He just tweeted, here's why it's very likely the 49ers will play the Packers on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Rams Arizona play tomorrow night and the winner can't be asked to play on a Saturday. So the winner will play Tampa Bay on Sunday, which leaves Saturday open to Niners Packers, which makes sense. Well, it's at least going to be a high of 20 on Saturday instead of 11. Well, geez, that's it's (laughs) balmy, right? So let me ask you, Levin, how confident are you in the 49ers going forward? I mean, you saw how they played today. You know, they can play much better than this, but they can also obviously play much worse so what's your level one to ten what's your confidence level going forward uh same place it's been pretty much all season a what i just said they can beat anybody and then they can show up and lose to anybody and it just depends on when they plan the or not plan whenever they have that game where they just don't show up and you don't know what's going on so my confidence level i'd have to say is a five maybe a six like i just don't know what team shows up like this team has been so inconsistent with that that I can't I'm not going to be super confident. I mean you're on the road against a team that won 13 games or what 14 games. Um so I just I don't know anybody saying I think anybody saying they're more confident than like a 6, you know, if they're going 7 8 9 10 they're just being a homer. You can't be that confident Aaron, going on the road against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh Aaron Freeman watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page comment of the night. The 49ers can beat anyone, including themselves. Aaron, you're a thousand billion percent right. You get the comment of the night award. Congratulations. Mr. J, you misspelled my name, but I'll answer it anyway. Do you ever wear 49ers gear when you're watching their game? No, I've not been wearing the 49ers gear because when I wear the gear, they lose. And I was so excited after this game ended. I ran downstairs before I could put my Kittle jersey on. I mean, look, I'm... What do you mean, liar? You, well, I wear the 49ers socks. Uh, yeah. uh, there you go. That, that's something. It's a ritual, though. Like, I have a, you know, I have something. a thing that's been working. It's like the, the and, least important thing to wear, but it's something. No, man, don't sleep on socks, man. You can't underestimate a good pair of socks. The older I get, sadly, these are the things that uh, I'm You're talking uh, to somebody on. that used to work in, like, negative 45-degree wind chills. I know the value of socks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen... The explanation from Mike McCarthy, and I don't want to end the show without it. By the way, Cowboys fans were throwing garbage at the team as they came off the field. I cannot say this enough. Do not throw stuff at players. Like, I don't care what happens in a game. The only, there's no reason to do that. So that's weak by Cowboys fans. Like you get a home playoff game for the first, how long has it been since they had a home playoff game? I know. I know they haven't made an NFC championship game since 1995. And you're going to throw stuff at them because they lost. Like you just had a 12 win season. Like I understand being upset, but fans, sometimes I I wish we just always played without fans. No, no, I wouldn't say I know. I know, but they're just so stupid sometimes. So, you know, and, and I just want to say this too, all these people that keep standing for Jimmy Garoppolo, like this goes down as a playoff win for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. You tell me, 
that he played good today. You tell me that he was that he deserved to win today. And that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to get too negative again. But I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I just you see the Schefter tweet earlier today. I think everybody saw that from earlier today. Oh, what that the the Niners he increased yeah. his trade value well, well, and all this like, garbage. My God, dude! At least make it not sound like it came straight from the agent. He had yeah. I, I tweeted it out in the last six games. He had eight touchdowns to seven interceptions. How in the world did he play phenomenally down the stretch? I don't get he it. He made big drives when they needed him. I will give him that. The problem is they needed those big drives because of how he played in the rest of the game. I will say that the 49ers are showing a resiliency. I mean, they had it. there were multiple points in this game where they could have Crumbled. taken the punch in the gut and folded up shop and went home. And they never do that, man. They never do that. They the defense buckled down even at the end of the game, right? The, the last drive for the Cowboys, they're moving the ball and they're getting out of bounds. They got 40 yards in three yeah. plays. They hit Wilson for nine, then they hit Pollard for 10, and then they hit Schultz for nine. Okay, that doesn't add up to 40. Maybe it was 30. I I 30 yards. Sorry. They said 40 on the broadcast, but clearly it's it's 30 there. But and they stopped the clock every time. Right. And then I mean, granted. Dak running up the middle might have then the uh, Niners had a 12th them. man. They called timeout. No, they oh, had a referee. I see what you're saying. <laughs> they did call a timeout at one point to avoid the 12 man on the field. But I mean, look, the Niners D could have folded and they didn't. They only allowed right. 10 points in the second half, 17 points in the entire game. When Jimmy throws that pick, man, there was definitely a feeling of like, here oh no, comes. here we go yeah. again. And Dallas goes five plays, 28 yards, and they stick it in the end zone on the Dak scramble. And you're like, oh, no. And then what do the Niners do? Nine plates, 23 yards, punt. So it was it was a defensive effort that should never be overlooked. One of the best defensive efforts in the Kyle Shanahan era for sure. Right, I, I like this little tidbit I'm seeing on Twitter here. Kyle Shanahan said right before his touchdown, Debo Samuel mouthed to him, give me the ball. Love that. <laughs> Love it. And that's the – I mean – Look, the Niners won this game because of Debo Samuel. Yes. Period. And the defense, obviously. But offensively, five carries for 66 or five catches for 66 yards, 10 carries for 72 yards and a touchdown. The guy's a mutant. And I say that in the most respectful way possible. He is a mutant. And where would this team be without him? Ooh, Juice got slimed. Look at that. He got slimed after the Oh, game. they did the Nickelodeon. Yeah. I couldn't. You know, I've heard good things about the Nickelodeon broadcast, but like I, I, dude, I've watched it in game, years man. past. I was not going to watch it for a Niners game, which yeah, I can't. Like do I, it. I, 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 at first was like, oh yeah, Niners got the Nickelodeon game, that's cool, and then I realized I'm not going to watch it, and I was like, that kind of sucks because I enjoy watching that. Kind of a yeah. fun, interesting thing. So here we are. Niners get the win. This whole week is going to be about the health of Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, and we won't know. And by the way, don't believe a damn word you hear tonight, tomorrow. Do not believe anything. Here's what you need to do. Just pay attention to the practice report. Subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Listen to the 49ers in 5 every single weekday morning. It's a five-minute podcast I do with all the latest news. The first thing I do in that show is give the practice report every single day because do not listen to what the 49ers say. Listen to what they do. I don't even care if you listen to the rest of the five-minute show, but download it and listen to that part of it because the Niners are notorious for saying, oh, this guy's going to play. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. And then all of a sudden the guy is out. And can I say another thing, you know, while we're hoping for a Mike McCarthy response to that 
uh, QB sneak or QB run call. I was angry and laughing at the same time that Tony Romo was doing everything he could to jinx that uh, Jimmy QB sneak. Jimmy's 25 for 25. <laughs> Two seconds yeah, later, Jimmy's true. 25 for 25. It's like, I know what you're doing, Romo. You and Nance always talk about these jinxes. You know, they talked about it when uh, Gold when hit gold his first hit field, field goal. goal, and then Nance mentioned that he hasn't missed in the playoffs in his career, and he's like, yeah, I see that you learned and said that after. Romo was throwing everything out there to try to jinx it, which I guess you could say it worked, sort of. But, yeah, I, I was kind of giggling because it's like you don't actually have an effect on those things. But he, I think he <laughs> said it three times in about 15 seconds that Jimmy's a perfect 25 for 25. Yeah, I would like a playoff game not called by a former Cowboys quarterback. Could we get that? Like, no, because it's Romo or it's Buck, right? Like, oh, Buck oh, and Aikman. Like, I got something here. We must have missed it earlier because this is from 18 minutes ago from Ed Werder. Uh, Mike McCarthy said the QB draw on final play with 14 seconds remaining is practiced each week, and he was surprised <laughs> they didn't get another snap. He was told New York Review was likely to put more time on the clock. He doesn't get it. The fact that you put your season in position to be determined by whether or not a review happens from New York. Like he doesn't get it. He's a potato. As, as frustrated as I have been and continue to be with Kyle Shanahan. Thank God. He is not Mike McCarthy. I got the perfect analogy. Mike McCarthy is to coaching record. What Jimmy Garoppolo is to QB wins record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It really is. That's it, man. He's a guy that inherited or didn't inherit, got Aaron Rodgers throughout the prime of Aaron Rodgers' career. Like, he has a good head coaching record because he had an all-time great quarterback, and then he went to a Dallas team that's loaded on offense and should have been winning already. Tweet of the night, Rich Madrid tweeted out, D'Amico Ryan's defense just held the highest-scoring NFL offense at 31.2 points a game to 17 points without Nick Bosa in the second half and Warner for for the most important part of the game. Don't know if that beats Green Bay, but it's winnable. If not, what a wild season. Love this team, man. I think that's where we should leave it because I do love this team. I know a lot of you don't think so. I do love this team. It has been an incredible, incredible season. And let's go get them. Let's go get them next week. I'm all for it. I'm ready to beat Green Bay. Rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Now is the perfect time to do so if you haven't done it already. We just had the biggest year in the history of Niners Nation. We went crushed our goal of a million downloads went over that by hundreds of thousands of downloads that is a credit to all of you out there with your support levin it's a credit to you and all of the hosts we have on the niners nation podcast network and i am so so grateful we promise to continue to earn your time throughout the rest of the postseason levin is doing weird hand motions to try and disrupt my clothes but it's not gonna work celebrating you should be a lot happier than that and apparently people don't hate listening to you because I think you're the most prominent person on the network. So, I mean, you, you are on the most shows. You edit and put together every single show. So, uh, apparently the people like you too. So, congrats. Well, thank you. I did have one person unblock me just to tell me to shut the F up. So, you know, there's also that. But nonetheless, I'm going to rewatch the Niners-Packers game film this week. That's going to be fun. Watch Aaron Rodgers make that ridiculous throw at the end of the game. Enjoy it tonight, everybody. Be safe. But enjoy it. Niners get the win, 23-17, and we send the Cowboys season home packing. It doesn't get much better than this, but maybe it will next week. Go Niners.